0: For WMRA News, I'm Kimberly Daggy. The last Afghan refugees temporarily housed at Quantico have been resettled. Old Dominion University has been classified as a Research One institution. Republicans hope to cut taxes for Virginians when they assume control of the House of Delegates next month. And Jeff Shapiro and Michael Pope discuss the week in Virginia politics. This is the WMRA Daily for Friday, December 24th. Military and civilian officials say the last refugees who were temporarily housed at Marine Corps Base Quantico have been resettled elsewhere. Quantico is one of eight U.S. military bases that provided temporary housing to Afghan refugees who came to the United States earlier this year as American troops left Afghanistan. The Department of Homeland Security said in a news release on Thursday that the final refugees left Quantico on Wednesday. Quantico is the second base to clear all of its refugees. The remaining six, including Fort Pickett in Virginia, are still providing housing and services to about 25,000 refugees. Old Dominion University has been designated a high-level research institution. The Daily Progress reports that this week, the Carnegie Classifications of Institutions of Higher Learning now considers the university in Richmond a, quote, research one institution. The designation is based on a number of factors, including research doctorates awarded, research expenditures, and the number of research staff. Research at ODU involves sea level rise, hurricanes, and adapting to climate change, as well as port logistics, maritime engineering, and cybersecurity. ODU said external funding for applied research projects has tripled in the last five years and the number of scientific publications from ODU faculty has doubled in the past decade. On the campaign trail, Republicans promised tax cuts. With Virginia's General Assembly convening next month and Republicans taking power in the House of Delegates, the next step is making those cuts a reality. From Virginia Public Radio, Michael Pope reports.
1: Wealthy people tend to itemize their tax deductions for things like charitable giving or mortgage interest. Most people, though, file a standard deduction. Senator David Suterline is a Republican from Roanoke who wants to double that standard deduction amount.
2: About 85 percent of all Virginians use the standard deduction instead of itemize. And by raising the standard deduction, you provide tax relief to Virginians without necessarily picking the winners and losers of the various credit systems that some other folks advocate.
1: Doubling the standard deduction was a central plank in the platform of Republican candidate for Governor Glenn Youngin. So Republicans feel like they've got a mandate to make it happen. But Chris Wattica at the Commonwealth Institute says it won't help everybody. It wouldn't reach a lot of filers with lower incomes because they already are able to use existing deductions and credits so that their state income tax liability is already very low. And so then they would not really benefit. From this proposal. He says the proposal from current Governor Ralph Northam for an earned income tax credit would help out people who need it the most. Lawmakers will be debating all these proposals when they balance the books during the 2022 General
0: Assembly session, which starts in mid-January. Uh, Michael Pope. The calendar year may be drawing to a close, but with a new administration about to take office in Richmond, there is still plenty of political activity underway. Jeff Shapiro of the Richmond Times-Dispatch and Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope discuss this week in Virginia government and politics.
1: All right, so Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin is currently in the process of naming cabinet secretaries. Jeff Shapiro, where is Virginia's next governor in terms of naming his top people?
2: Michael, talk about slow-mo. Here it is, the run-up to Christmas And only this week has the governor-elect named three of his 13 cabinet secretaries and cabinet-level staff. Uh, An education secretary, Amy Widera, Karen Merrick, Secretary of Commerce and Trade, Steve Cummings, Secretary of Finance. By the way, all, and I mean all of them, have no experience in Virginia state government. I suspect the governor-elect will say, well, this means a fresh perspective, but it may also mean a longer learning curve for all three. Remember, this sort of mirrors the governor-elect himself. Uh, He's a private equity guy, a corporate fellow, a Wall Streeter. He's never been involved in government or politics before.
1: All right. So lawmakers are ramping up for the next General Assembly session, which starts in mid-January. But there's also been lots of buzz about potentially having a special session of the lame duck members. Jeff Shapiro, what's the latest on the possible special session on abortion rights?
2: No way. Uh, In fact, I wrote a column about this a couple of weeks ago when that buzz was first going around. And it was clear that there was no Appetite uh, for this that the the departing governor thought it was at minimum bad form that a lot of legislative leaders, though they figured it was probably good politics that the outcome would not be um, the desired one that somehow codifying the protections uh, of of roe uh, wouldn't get through the the Virginia Senate where we have at minimum one Democrat who is friendly to abortion restrictions. So this seemed to get up a head of steam. And um, and then the steam escaped when Governor Northam this week in an interview made clear that uh, it wasn't going to happen.
1: All right. So another thing that's going on right now is this ongoing soap opera with redistricting. And we're seeing incumbents decide that they want to run again or trying to figure out where they might be able to
2: run. Jeff Shapiro, what's the latest in terms of members
1: of Congress?
2: The redistricting plan for members of Congress, as advanced by the Supreme Court of Virginia, drew two incumbents out of their districts, Morgan Griffith in Southwest Virginia, Abigail Spanberger in the Richmond suburbs. Uh, Remember, a member of Congress does not have to live in his or her district as a state legislator must, only in the state in which they live. Uh, It's uh, clear that Morgan Griffith is going to uh, be making some arrangements so he can stand for re-election in the new ninth. But Abigail Spanberger's district was moved nearly 100 miles north to Northern Virginia, she indicated this week that she is going to run. Uh, this may not go over particularly well with Jennifer Carroll Foy, who was a candidate for governor and immediately announced her candidacy for that newly drawn seventh as soon as the um, Supreme Court rolled out the lines.
1: Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. We'll be back next week. My name is Michael Pope, and we've been joined by Jeff Shapiro of the Richmond Times Dispatch. Talk to you next week.
2: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: For WMRA News, I'm Kimberly Daggy. Thank you so much for listening and have a lovely holiday weekend.